Welcome to Punches and Punchlines, where we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor. And now, your hosts, Fritz and Franco. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us again this episode. We've been away for a little while, but holidays get in the way. There was uh, some shit boxing that didn't have us <laughs> rushing back to our computers to record a new episode. So we're recording on this Monday, the 27th, and I just saw some wonderful boxing this past weekend, Franco. I want to start with that, but yeah, I just wanted to welcome everybody back. Franco's fresh off his trip to Texas. Uh, he got to see the basement of the Alamo. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, we're ready to dive in. Yeah, I'm I'm ready. I'm curious. Uh there was because it's been such a long stretch of time, some of the fights I was trying to remember what we even watched in that time span. There was a lot of bad boxing and then some really good boxing. Uh, but then there was some decisions that I'm curious to see what your take on them is because I felt like I was taking crazy pills with the way that other people were reacting to stuff and i'm like did i watch a different fight is there something wrong with me maybe um you know these glasses that i just got maybe they're not the right prescription i don't know so i'm I'm curious to see what your thoughts on some of these fights were so yeah let's go ahead do some plain boxing and get right into it they tell us all the time that you can't play boxing we prove them wrong every episode with our segment called playing boxing we got a we got a, a little sponsor for this episode, Franco. This episode Ooh. is being brought to everybody by Zipix Toothpicks. All right, if you're looking to quit smoking or you're looking to even just cut back on smoking, try a Zipix Toothpicks. It's uh, Z I P P I X. I've been using them for a couple of years now, and I definitely smoke a lot less uh, when I'm using them. And if you use the code Punch Ten at checkout, uh, you'll get ten percent off off your order you know it's perfect for the spot where you can't sneak out and have a smoke you got uh you got a package of toothpicks in your pocket it gets you through so go over to zipix.com put in that uh, punch 10 and get yourself a little discount on that but beside that uh sponsor i am super excited about taylor cameron franco and i have to start off with that okay that's was my favorite fight absolutely since our last episode and in quite some time i just love the action that was throughout yes it almost looked like cameron was surprised by the adjustments that katie taylor had made it looked like early on she thought she was just going to be able to bully her and have her way again and this time it was not that case katie was landing combinations katie was moving much better this time and avenged her only career defeat I love this fight from beginning to end. It was really, really a good one. I like both of these boxers, so I was certainly looking forward to the rematch. It delivered, Franco. I really enjoyed that fight. I totally agree with the action part of this. It, this is an action-packed fight, and I was also impressed. Cameron got busted open on her forehead to where it looked like a small fish's mouth. Like yes. It was just this huge gash on her forehead and for the most part they kept they kept that bad boy at bay like it was not spurting blood unless yeah. they really rubbed up against each other but for yeah. the most kudos. part it helps too kudos to the cut team i think a lot has to do with they were doing two minute rounds 
Yeah. So it's it's a lot less. It's a third less time that your cut man's work has to hold up, and he gets to touch it up that much quicker. But still, nonetheless, we've seen dudes leave their stool and uh, still are a bloody mess. Where you're like, yeah. what did you pay that guy for at all? <laughs> well, you're right. It it didn't factor into this fight. No. As far as slowing down the action. Yeah, Cameron still came and was trying. I just, I don't see the guy that had it as a draw. You know, oh, I don't think I there do. was an, yeah, do you? Okay. Well, I didn't think there was enough close rounds that it would have ended up a draw. I was closer to the 98-92 guy than oh, I was. Yeah, like I really thought that Katie Taylor was landing the better combinations and was moving much better. And that Chantel Cameron was just landing a lot of arm shots, some swings and misses in there. You sounds like you got a different take, and I'm all I'm all ready to hear uh, how wrong you are. Yeah, I I think yeah, <laughs> I I think I might have been biased from the first round. First of all, the announcers. This has happened every time that Katie Taylor fights, where the announcers are way over the top biased. Like they might as well have you on the announce team gushing over Katie Taylor because between Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano, if they had you on the announce team. It's like, oh, this is her dad announcing right now or calling the fight yeah. because because that's how much of a fan you are. And I can totally respect that. However, these are professional announcers and it's like nothing would happen and they would start screaming like maniacs, like some crazy punch was landed. And it's like that was a jab that kind of connected, like maybe take it down a couple notches and then Cameron put Taylor down in the first round and they called it a slip, which I don't understand how it was a slip when a punch hit her in the face and she fell backwards onto the mat. Their feet weren't tangled at all. That's a knockdown. Now I got up to grab a beer at this point and Uh. I no seriously, (laughs) I heard, I heard the, the knockdown and then like, no, they're waving it off. I thought there must've been the feet tangled, but if you're telling me that there wasn't, then I will accept it because I didn't see the replay. Yeah, I've rewound it like 10 times thinking thinking that maybe like, you know, their feet were between each other's legs, uh, like a scissoring kind of a thing, but not quite. And then and then, yeah, they totally were separated. It was a knockdown. Even one of the announcers in all of his homerism, he's like, that was a knockdown. That should have been a knockdown. And I agreed 100 percent. So from there forward. I'm kind of like waiting for another knockdown because she caught her. Was it a flash knockdown? Yes. Without However, based still off still of should my count story, as a knockdown. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I had that as a 10-8 round. And then I thought Cameron was pe- pressing more. I thought Katie looked a little bit stunned in the beginning. And then after that, she kind of locked in and she was good. So rounds three and four, I had going totally to Katie. Round five, I had Cameron is doing more, but Katie did land some really good shots. It was like two little flurries right in the middle of the round. Then I had six going to Cameron, uh, seven going to Katie, eight going to Cameron. Other issue that I had was during the 10th round at the end of the fight, Katie Taylor was locking up and the referee was warning Cameron. And it's like, no, that's not who's holding the like he was yelling at the wrong person to the point where she held her so long at one point. Like she should, she should be losing a point here. I had it as a draw, but had that knockdown counted in the first round, I would have had it with Cameron taking this fight. I think it was a great fight. It was action packed. Both women did great. I'm so hopeful that there's a rubber match on this one. Without a doubt. But also Katie Taylor is what? 37 now. I'm not saying that she's at the end of her career, but a lot of, 
But but a lot of the yeah. Well, and because in the ninth and tenth fighters... round, she looked like she was at the end of her career. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> the legs were gone. She was fighting on instinct and and guts for sure. You know, to her credit, she can get by with a lot of people on just instincts and guts, but it's not going to last much long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Will she be able to get away with that in a third match? I don't think so, but I also didn't think she was going to be able to step up and beat Chantel Cameron in this one. So it was, it was a great fight that I love beginning to end. Uh, you convinced me that maybe I was buying into uh, <laughs> the announcers a bit much, but I did think that at the end of this, that Katie did win the fight. I want to see that third one as well. Now, the rest of that card was pretty good. It was surprisingly good. Some of the fights that were on there. I don't know. Did you catch any of them? I caught Gary Cully. Yeah. The diva. The diva uh, with his Barbie gear on that he always wears. Yeah. And you know what? He did catch one during the fight that I think reminded him of his last defeat. He ended up uh, getting knocked out in his previous fight. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, maybe maybe I will just box a little bit more of the rest of this fight. Because he seemed in control, and the other dude was so much shorter than him. Oh, that yeah. It was kind of easy for him to just keep him at bay. It was 6-2 against 5-7. Yeah. Like, Reese Mold is the petite prince that we've all been praying for. Like, he was just a short, stocky dude. He kind of reminded me of Froggy Fresh, a.k.a. Krispy Kreme. I right. Don't, I, I don't know if other people remember him. I know you definitely do, Fritz, the YouTube sensation. He kind of, not not before the fight, not in between rounds, but when he was physically fighting, I was like, that's Froggy Fresh right there. That's exactly who's fighting. Just our, our tiny titan of SWAT in there swinging away. And yeah. I thought that he did a lot better than these scorecards were saying. The scorecards were crazy. Maybe Josh Warrington is actually Moneymaker Mac. <laughs> uh, from the videos and now we, we cracked the case wide open uh so yeah i was i thought cully had a good comeback performance i've never had to do it you know go back to work after you were knocked out um yeah. but cully came back got himself together got himself a win always looking forward to him fight he's not a low output guy so he's a fun a fun fight to watch he is very fun to watch but uh yeah the, the scorecards were 97 93 for reese mold then 97, 93 for Cully, and then 96, 93 for Cully. It's it's one of the things that we complain about all the time. And and the scoring is just so crazy on some of these cards. For it to be that flipped around is kind of a red flag, but I do like Gary Cully. He is very entertaining. I thought maybe Reese Mold, our small smasher in the ring. I thought maybe, maybe he would pull out the win. But for the cards to be that crazy, it was kind of like, I don't know. It, it felt a little bit weird at the end of it, but I'm I'm looking forward to watching either one of these dudes again. And Gary yeah, Cully's see, always entertaining. I didn't even listen to the scores right off because I was just like, oh, that's a win for Cully. So <laughs> that's that's how one-sided I thought it was. I didn't even know that there was uh, anybody that saw it Mold's way, let alone you. So Yeah, not uh, completely, but I thought that at least he had a shot at it. Now, yeah. how how tall are you, Fritz? 6'2". It's literally our heights for right. this fight i'm i used to be five seven i think i'm shrinking already <laughs> like i think it started but yeah that's it would be like me going up against you i can't even imagine trying to reach way the hell up there like and you're in a whole other stratosphere for me so so the fact that mold even hung in there kudos to him yeah. for going up you against were, you, you were just rooting for a short guy in this one i was uh, <laughs> that's all that was going on there but other than oh on that card too patty donovan looked good yeah. again beat the shit out of that dude 
that when that knockdown happened, what was it? The third or the fourth, whatever it was. Like the guy was already stunned. And then, then comes through with just that shot right to the jaw where it's like, Oh shit. Why didn't you fall one second sooner, kid? (laughs) You might've been able to see the end of this fight, but now you're not going to. Yeah. The, uh, the guy he was fighting was Danny ball. He almost hit, you know, the three point, like superhero landing stance. Yes. (laughs) He almost landed it when he caught that, that hook right to the face. And he goes down. I'm like, holy shit, he's going to hit the pose. And then his weight just kept carrying him forward. And he just ate shit. It was such a great, that first knockdown was so much fun. And Patty Donovan, that is a good looking dude. It's like Cristiano Ronaldo and Gavin Rosdale from Bush had some kind of secret love child. And he became a boxer. Like he's just, he looks like he's straight out of Jersey Shore. And there's a lot of fun to watch. Like he's fast. He's slick. This is what Ryan Garcia wishes he was. I like him and I'm hoping that he keeps doing what he's doing and kind of keeps stepping it up a little bit at a time. I'm looking forward to seeing more Patty, Patty Donovan. It's just a fun boxer to watch. Yeah, I agree. They keep, you know, stepping up the competition. I like to see that just, you know, keep giving them a little bit better of a challenge and we'll see what he's got because there's plenty of guys out there for him to fight. Did you see any of the Diego Pacheco fight? Yes. Now that dude early on, it looked like, oh, he's finally met the veteran that's going to solve (laughs) this Diego Pacheco puzzle. And then that right hand lands and you're like, no, I guess, I guess that's all that, you know, really takes. It wasn't quite as bad as like the old Deontay Wilder fights that we'd watch where you're like, dude, he's losing every round. Uh, he better knock this guy out or he's losing. And then he'd knock him out and the fight was over. This was, he was given up a couple of the early rounds. Yeah. And, but you could see some of those heavy shots were starting to take their toll. And then it was just like a matter of when's that last blow going to just knock this tree down. And that's exactly what happened. Like 22 years old, just a fun kid to watch. Super fun. And you know, showed a lot of maturity. There were a lot of headbutts in this fight and he was catching a lot of them and not complaining. He wasn't like stopping and stepping back and yelling at the ref or anything. He just kept going. And it was the referee that was kind of taking the initiative to be like, all right, there was a headbutt, like, you know, in case some, you know, there's a small cut and blah, 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 blah. And the ref is going on and on about these headbutts, which credit to him, that's his job. Right. But at no point did I see Pacheco like making a thing out of it. He just kind of had a nice steady ship going. And then, yeah, that eighth round happened and he he started kind of ramping it up really fast. And then that ninth round, that was such a great uppercut and then yes. followed it up right away. It was a beautiful, it was, it was a beautiful knockout. I loved it. I thought he looked really, really good. And Coceres, he went down. He looked not terrible this fight. Like he was just a sturdy dude. And then when he right. finally took that knee and, and they're counting. Like, nope. Yeah. He's like, there's no way in hell I'm getting out. Like yeah. we're, we're done with this. Like he so, finished for the ref. He's like seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, I'm yeah. done. <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> Let, me, yeah. Let me leave. Did you just see what he did to me? Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> I'm leaving. Yeah. It, it was rough, but it, he, I thought Pacheco looked really good. The only other boxing that I really took in for the last couple of weeks since we recorded last was I watched Navarrete versus Kate Seikau yeah. from beginning to end, and I love that. Here's what I think is kind of the tragedy of it, is I think that was Robson Kenseikau's best performance. I don't know that he can improve on that. I don't think it was Navarrete's best performance no. by a mile. So they're talking about a rematch, and I think that they should. For sure. But I don't think it's going to the scorecards in the rematch. I think Navarrete is going to come in a little more focused. He was clearly landing the bigger shots, 
but Kense Cow was scoring enough with the jab and, you know, working some combinations that you're like, well, you, you can't ignore the success that he was having. Yep. Do I think that uh, Navarrete was, was hurt at any point in this fight? I don't. No, but he but was definitely it, outscored. But he was scoring on him, right? So yeah. it, uh, you know, it came down to a draw and I definitely want to see him fight again, but I don't, I think Kense Cow's chance to beat Navarrete was that night and he still came up short and it's not going to be this close next time around no i you know i agree with that i felt like navarate he put him down twice he put down mm-hmm. kansai sao twice he looked good and it was almost like watching a baseball game of like small ball versus the other team is swinging for the fences where navarate is hitting home runs but kansai sao is just slowly eating away at you like the old yeah. twins you know like first to third first to third first to third you know right. yeah totally and you know, I, I agree with the draw totally. I thought Conceição showed really big heart in this fight. Right. Like he was just a trooper, kept picking away, kept doing his thing. So for it to end up a draw, it felt right. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, was this the fight that was that opened for Shakur Stevenson? Yeah, it was right before it. It was right before it. So this was the co-main event for that. Yeah, and I skipped that fight completely. Okay. Because I heard what a snooze fest it was. I had already bought tickets and wasted my money to see Shakur Stevenson live mm-hmm. uh, when I thought it was going to be exciting. When I was warned ahead of time that it was a snooze fest, I'm like, no, I've already seen that in person. I don't need to watch it <laughs> on my couch. Like, he's definitely, I don't know. I mean, you tell me whether you disagree. I think he's more interested in his O than he is about the show because he's more than happy to just stay at distance and be a boring fighter and God bless you rack up all the wins you want and all the belts, but it's not going to be appointment television. No, I totally agree with that. I actually tried to watch it and I fell asleep. Like when people call it a snooze fest, that's the term that I kept seeing. I really, I lit right over here on this couch. I just passed out completely and I woke up. I saw that, like it was already on something else. And I was like, oh shit, like I missed the end of the fight. And so I go back and I look it up and everybody is crapping on how boring it was. And same thoughts as you, where I was kind of like, well, I, I don't need to rewind it and watch it if it's really that boring. He's super talented. Without his a de- doubt. His defense is amazing. People can't touch him, but that doesn't mean that I need to tune into it. It's like, I can't even think of a sport where just pure defense would be this boring, like this level of boring, because it's one thing to watch people dodging a flurry of punches, but even that, like the way that he moves around the ring, those flurries don't really come at him that often because he's so good defensively. And it's just, it's boring. And you kind of hit the nail on the head. When you said good for him, get the wins, get the belts, become a champ. Like it's going to get you all the stuff, but it's not necessarily going to push that needle for me where I'm going to want to watch it. You know, people can be technically good at a sport and make it the most boring thing ever. And that's kind of what we have here with Shakur Stevenson. He's amazing. He's super fast. It literally put me to sleep on the couch. Yeah, I didn't tune in, and this was free. Imagine when he decides that he wants to go to pay-per-view. Like, I don't know if I'm forking out any money for that. Yeah. Speaking of pay-per-view, just this past weekend, David Benavides beat the shit out of Demetrius Andrade. Yeah. So maybe we will see the Benavides versus Canelo matchup. Maybe, Uh, maybe. You know, that's always a possibility. Uh, That was on pay-per-view, and I wanted to watch it, but I kind of ran out of 
out of steam during the day. And then I was like, ah, do I want to go to bed early or do I want to spend 75 bucks? And I just went to bed early, saved my 75 bucks and watched the highlights in the morning. And I felt really good about it. Um, (laughs) You know, speaking of another pay-per-view coming up, Prograde versus uh, Haney is coming up on pay-per-view. I think it's December 9th. And I don't know if I'm going to check down any money for that either, Franco. Like it's, I I don't see that. That should be part of the the zone subscription should not be part of the uh, pay-per-view, but no, whatever. Uh, Did you have any thoughts on Prograde versus, I'm sorry, Benavidez versus Andrade? I didn't. That price tag was, I mean, I was out of town. So that was part of it. But then also 75 bucks for a pay-per-view is just, there's only so many that you can pick from and that you're going to pull the trigger on. This has been happening with me with wrestling lately as well, where these pay-per-view prices keep going up, 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 up. And it's almost like buying a beer at a stadium where eventually you leave my sweet spot. And instead of buying you know 10 beers, I'm going to be buying a beer, two beers when I go to a game. And it's starting to kind of feel like that with pay-per-views where it's like, man, some of these are really pushing that price limit for me where it doesn't feel comfortable to buy it. If we keep it at $49.99, that's perfect. Like, I feel like that's easy for me. Once we go up a penny, once it's 5-0, I'm like, ah, this feels like it's too much. So 75, 85, like now we're getting kind of crazy. Unless you're giving me an amazing undercard, like if all the other fights, if we've got just, you know, five hours worth of amazing fights, it doesn't hurt as bad. It doesn't hurt as bad. But if you're giving me bullshit fights, then I really, it's hard for me to pull that trigger. Right. Yeah. So we got, we got another week before we got to worry about Prograde versus Haney, uh, whether we're going to buy that. But next weekend coming up, Franco is your buddy, Ryan Garcia is fighting on December 2nd. Yep. And also, Michael Michael Conlon is fighting over in Belfast, uh, also on DAZN. And then there's a card from France on DAZN and a card from Germany on DAZN. So we're going to have to uh, use the rewind and fast forward feature quite a bit on DAZN <laughs> for December 2nd. And then the following weekend, if we decide to not buy the program, which we probably won't, there is a full card on ESPN. Yeah, Robesi uh, Ramirez. Versus Rafael Epsonosa. Xander Zayas is on that one. Nice. Richard Torres, your man crush. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Bruce Carrington, Jahai Tucker, Tiger Johnson. That's that's a stacked card right there. I don't know if I'm going to need to buy boxing that night when there's plenty for free that night. I, I so, would pay for Richard Torres. Yeah. And guess what? You don't you don't even have to. You already nope. got your ESPN subscription. You're ready to go. So plenty coming up. Sorry we were away for quite a bit, but we also didn't want to just tune in and give you a quick episode of just, oh, we didn't like that fight. Uh, tune in next week. You know, yeah. so we wanted to wait till we had some stuff to actually break down. We do have a couple special guests lining up where we're not actually just talking about the most recent action. We're going to talk about just boxing in general with some of my friends have decided that uh, or agreed to come onto the show and chat boxing with us. So there'll be, you know, some bonus episodes mixed in here with some special guests. Tune in for that. And if you're already subscribed, it'll be delivered right to you, you know, just like you're your trusty morning paper when you lived in the 80s. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, your what? <laughs> it's delivered right to your phone. And sit on your doorstep. It's uh, right on your phone. So I don't know. If you don't have anything else, Frank, I'm throwing in the towel. Thank you for listening to Punches and Punchlines. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow. And we'll see you next week. 
when we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor.